Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today, Bishop Herbert Bailey continues with Preparing for the Supernatural. Joshua, third chapter, starting verse 1. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant, of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Look, somebody say, go after it. For I had that highlighted in my, I said, Lord, that's a message all by itself. Go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Put up Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able... Come on, let's read that together. Now unto him... That is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the that worketh in us. Amen. Have your seats. So we're continuing to talk about preparing for the supernatural. God told Joshua that as they're getting ready to go into the promised land, finally, somebody say finally. Come on now, there comes a time, there will be a finally. I know stuff looks like it's taking a long time, but you will have a finally. Come on, that's prophesying over somebody. You will have a finally. Hey, glory to God. Finally, my child, act like you got some sense. Finally. Finally, Lord God. Stuff it looking like it's supposed to look like. Finally, I got all these bills paid. Finally, I'm out of debt. 
Come on, there will be a finally in your life. So finally now they're getting ready to go, go across the last barrier between the spoken promise and the manifested promise, which was the Jordan River. And God now says, I'm going to work another miracle for you. For this generation, similar, not exactly the same, similar, but not exactly the same. God said, behold, I'll do a new thing. Similar, but not exactly the same to what, how he brought them out of Egypt. And that was he opened up the Red Sea. In this case, he, he parted the Red Sea. And in this case, he stopped or held back the Jordan River that they were able to walk across on dry land. And so we have declared, and God has given us a word that 2020 is the year of the supernatural. You will experience supernatural, uncommon, unprecedented things that for which only God and God alone will get the credit. No one will get the credit but God. Your degree won't get the credit. Your employer won't get the credit. No one will get the credit but God because we cannot do we cannot do what only God can do, but God will not do what we ought to do. So according to 1 Corinthians 3 and 9, we are laborers together with God. As we work with God and allow him to work with us and work for us, Philippians 2 and 13 tells us that God worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. God's going to work in us to do things for us and to do things with us. God is going to do the supernatural through you, with you, and for you. Somebody say, I received that. So you don't need the supernatural if the natural will do. The supernatural is designed to do what you can't do, not what you won't do. The supernatural is God's way of saying, I'll take it from here. And so we left off last week telling you that in order to operate and have manifestation of the supernatural in 2020, you have to expect the supernatural. Someone say, I expect the supernatural to be manifested in my life in unprecedented ways in 2020. Amen. You got to believe that regardless of what has happened before, according to Proverbs 23 and 18, that there is an end and your expectation shall not be cut off. I don't care how long you've dealt with this, how long this has happened, how long it's been this way, how long you have not been able to get a home, how long you have not been able to get that business off the ground, how long this has not manifested. There will be an end to what has not and there will be a beginning to what is. Hallelujah. Surely there's an end, an end to all the negative, an end to, to all, the, all the trauma, an end to all the drama. If you maintain your expectation, God says your expectation shall not be cut off. It shall not be denied. It shall not be thwarted. It shall not be frustrated by the devil. There will be an end of all the negative things because the devil you saw before, you will see no more again for ever. The Egyptians tormented God's people for 430 years, but there came an end at the Red Sea. And God said, the enemy who you see today, you will see no more again forever. I know, boy, that see, God got a way of emphasizing himself, no more again forever. I mean, he could have just said no more. He, he could have said, you won't see him again. He could have said, forever this won't happen. He said, no more again forever. Just like he says in Ephesians 3.20, I'm going to do exceeding abundantly above. I, I want you to really 
really, really, really get this exceeding abundantly above. Do you understand exceeding abundantly above? Exceeding abundantly. Three superlatives. God said, don't get it twisted. I'm the God that is above everything and, and everyone. God wants you to see it and eat it. Second, second Kings 1 and 2. Second Kings 7, 1 and 2. When the, when the word of God came to the prophet Elisha and said, tomorrow about this time. The price is going to be reduced. So that stuff you, I'm, I'm just giving you the HBJ uh, translation in case you all haven't, don't know the HBJ, that's the Herbert Bailey Jr. translation. Okay. Uh, God says tomorrow stuff that you have not been able to afford, you will afford. Stuff that has been out of reach is going to be within reach. Stuff that your credit card and your, uh, your credit report said that you'll never be able to obtain. God said, tomorrow about this time, I'm reducing things that things that were out of reach are not going to be within your reach. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God got two ways of doing that. He can bring you up. He can bring it down. Somebody say, any way you bless me, Lord. Somebody reminded me that I've often taught there's two ways to get rich. You can increase income or you can decrease your expenses. Any way you bless me, Lord. Come on, decreasing your expenses, sometimes you have more control over that than you have over increasing your income. But if you work with God, he's going to work with you. And so when, when, when this word came, 2 Kings 7 and 2, somebody in the government, that's what came out last week. 2 Kings 7 and 2, the Lord on whose hand the king leaned. This somebody works for the king. Uh, the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He's being cynical. And I said last week that cynicism is when you allow the negative experiences of your past to cause you to lose hope in your future. Cynicism is when you allow the negative disappointments of your past to cause you to lose hope in your future. I don't care what has been or what has not been. God still is. Come on. God says, I am, I am, I am. Every time you say that, every time you read that, God is up, updating his status in your life. I am. I don't care what that, what has happened, what will happen. I am. I am a very present help in your trouble. Somebody say, God is. And I am whatever you need me to be, whenever you need me to be it. And, but he said, behold, uh, so, so the prophet said, because of the, the government official cynicism, he says, behold, thou shalt see with your eyes, but thou shalt not eat it. You're going to see other people blessed. He said, but if you don't get a hold of this word and receive it for yourself, you're going to see other people walk in it and you won't walk in it. You're going to see other people blessed, but you won't be blessed, but you won't know they are. He said, you're going to see it, but you should not eat thereof. That, that is, uh, that's there comes from 2 Kings 7 and 2. Behold, thou shalt see with your eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. I want you, here's the word of the Lord to you. God wants you to see it and eat it. Somebody say, I will see it and eat it. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to look like what you saw. Some of y'all don't know what that means. Some of y'all don't know what that means. You know, we, uh, we, we don't have a, we were in a, a restaurant out of town on Friday, and uh, we, we don't have one here anymore. We was at Friday's. Okay, uh, they, even, they even dropped the TGI. It's just Friday's now. 
just Fridays. And so, you know, they always got good menus. I mean, it looked juicy. It looked, everything looked, I mean, it looked real colorful. And Pastor Martin looks, he said, you think it's going to look like this? I said, it probably ain't going to look like that. But they make it look real pretty, so you order it. Okay? And so some, some, sometimes sometime when it comes, you want to tell them, this don't look like this. That looked juicy. This looked dry. The rice was over here, and this was over here. You just got stuff all over the place. Can you make it look like that? Here's the word of the Lord. It's going to look like what you saw. He said, you're going to see it with your eyes, but you won't eat it. God wants you to see it and eat it. Now, Moses saw it, but he didn't eat it. Look at Numbers 27. I, re- I mentioned this, how God used, and you need to understand, Moses sent 12 spies over into the promised land. So he was never there. The 12 spies went in, including Joshua and Caleb. Joshua. Uh, uh, Moses was the, was, was the general. He was a, he was a president. He, he commanded, he was a, he was a, he was the commanding chief. He sent them over there to go look at it. Moses never saw or put his feet on the land of promise. And so the 12 came back. And when the 12 came back, they gave a bad report. They gave a good report about their land. About the land, oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. They gave a good report about the land, but they gave a bad report about their chances to get it. Yeah, that's a nice house, but I don't see how I could ever live in a house like that. That's a nice restaurant, but I don't see how I could ever eat in that restaurant. That's a nice car, but I don't see how I could ever have that car. You're going to have to line up your expectation with what you see. Not only is it good, it's going to be good for you. And so they came back and, and they said, yeah, look all this fruit. I mean, we ain't never seen fruit like this here. I mean, it's really great. The Bible says, I mean, the grapes were so big, it took, took them two men to carry. They're carrying around the grapes and the fruit of the land. So it's a good land. But then they said, but it eats up the inhabitants thereof. They got giants in that land. And they got Hittites. And they got mosquito bites. They got termites. We ain't going to be able to take it. And they got parasites and Canaanites. And I don't see how we could ever have this land. And as a result of that, they, they, they caused the heart of the people to melt. The people lost confidence in Moses and lost lost confidence in God and lost confidence that they were able to get the land. And then God tells Moses, he said, tell these people, okay, because they don't believe me, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to see it. Now, even these 12 of the, of the 12, the 10, they went into the promised land, but to, to spy it, to look at it, but they never lived in it. Oh my God. Come on. I tell you, God wants you to live in some of those homes that you went to the open house in. God wants you to actually have that car that you took a test drive in. Are y'all on hearing me here? God, God wants you to live your dream. Say that. Say in 2020, God will cause me to live my dream. Now, some of you, you need to know what your dream is. Come on. Come on. See, if, if, if you don't know what your dream is, you'll settle anything. You'll settle for anything. And some of you, come on. The, the first step is, even if you don't know what it is, you got to know what it ain't. Some of you sisters, you gotta, some of y'all waste too much time. Even if you don't know who he is, you got to know who he ain't. I don't know who he's going to be, but this ain't him. I don't know who she's going to be, but surely this ain't her. 
No, this is not the image that God showed me for my wife. This is not the kind of image that God showed me for my husband. Even if you don't know, that's the first step. You got to know that this ain't it. Come on now. In other words, you got to not settle where you are. Come on, you got to not settle where you are. Who was the children of Ephraim and Manasseh uh, when they were getting ready to go into the promised land because they had settled there. They settled in that land and they had cattle and they came to, they got together and they came to Moses and said, Moses, listen, you know, I know we we came out of Egypt and we spoke going to the promised land, but, you know, we are, right. you know, we're not, watch this, we're not where we ought to be. But we ain't where we used to be. So we just going to stay right here. Can I tell you, that's a mediocre settlement mentality. God doesn't want you to have a settlement mentality. That I just settle, that I'm not where I used to be, uh, but I'm, I'm not where, come on. I think the army had a model that they used to say, come on and be all you can be. Go as far as God wants to take you. So they did not go into the promised land. They told Moses, they said, well, uh, can, can we just stay here? And, Mo- and so Moses first got mad. He said, oh, oh, you, you, you going to make the rest of us, we're going to go up there and fight. And y'all just going to stay here. And then to me, it even got worse. They said, no, watch this. They said, we'll go on over and help y'all fight and get the land. But we'll still come back here and live in this land. Can I tell you, you got to get to the point that you're tired of fighting for other people and not having it yourself. Why they would ever agree to that, I have no idea. Come on. If I fight for it, it's going to be mine. If I fight for it, I'm going to have it. I'm not going to help you fight for all your stuff and never get my stuff. So here in Numbers 27, God now tells Moses. Numbers 27, start at verse 12. The Lord said unto Moses, get thee up into this Mount Abram and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. Go up to, go up to the scenic overlook. Any of y'all ever travel a country on interstates and you go to certain places and then they, it'll, it'll even be through the mountains of, 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 of North Carolina and, and Tennessee and all that. You go through and, and it'll tell you scenic overlook. Any of y'all ever see that? Okay. Where you can pull over and you can look down into the valley and you can look as far as you can look because you're at a high point. God said, I want you to go up there and to a scenic overlook and see the land which I've given unto the children of Israel. Verse 13. And when thou have seen it, thou shalt, thou also shall be gathered unto thy people. Now that, 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 that don't mean you're going to come have a, a reunion with those. No, that means this is talking about when he said, when, after you see it, you're going to die. And you're going to go with your forefathers. After you've seen it, thou shalt be gathered unto your people. He's talking about die. As Aaron, your brother, was gathered. He said, you're going to have a reunion with your brother. Okay? In the afterlife. Verse 14. Why? Well, God, why can't I go over? I'm the leader. Verse 14. Because you rebelled against my commandment in the desert of Zin. Okay, this is when God told him to speak to the rock and he hit the rock. That was strike number three. First one killed the man. That was the anger problem. The, the second one, he broke those commandments out of anger. And now the third one, God, come on, come on. God, God, God's long suffering, but there comes a time you can get disqualified. Can I tell you, people aren't preaching that to you today. Okay, I'm sure people will debate with me about that. 
Paul said, I have to I keep my body under. That's the act I've preached to others, the gospel and the things pertaining to it. I myself might be a castaway. In other words, that word castaway, when you look it up, it means I can be disqualified. After I've preached to you about all the promises, I can be disqualified from getting it. After I've preached to you about manifestation, I can be disqualified from having my manifestation. Listen, if I preach to you, I want to live in it too. So he said, that's going to require some self-discipline. Now look at this, verse 14. For you rebelled against my commandment in the desert of Zin, in the strife of the congregation, to sanctify me at the water before their eyes. That is the water of Meribah in Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. So God said, you're going to see it, but you're not going to eat it. God wants your expectation to be, I'm going to see it, and I'm going to have it. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to eat it. I'm going to speak it, and I'm going to say it until I possess it. So expect God to exceed the natural. When you hear in 2020 that there's nothing that can be done, great expectation says God can still do it. Mm. In the name of Jesus, just before I got up here, I got some news. They said somebody was in a situation and they said the doctor said that was all they can do. But glory to God, can I tell you that God is still the supernatural wonder working God? You know, I believe there are times when God wants us to get man's final report. So we say, I got to lift up my eyes to the hills from with coming my help. All my help comes from the Lord. I think there are times when God wants you here to hear man's final word. So we'll go to the eternal word. Are y'all listening to me? Because man's word is finite, but the word of God will endure forever. If he said it, it still stands. It still works from generation to generation. Thou art God. Glory to God. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. From generation to generation, the word will work. The word will work for your grandparents. The word will work for your parents. The word will work for you. The word will work for your grandchildren. The word will still work for your great-grandchildren. The word will work for the great-great-grandchildren. God is a God whose word is perpetual. Once he says it, it stands forever. Sometimes you got to listen to what man said and say, all right, I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me everything in the natural. Now I'm going to turn my eyes on the supernatural. I don't expect you to do anything else, but I expect God to come through in a mighty way in my life because he's still the God of the supernatural. So when you hear that, there's nothing that can be done. Great expectation says God can still do what you know. Look at somebody and say, God can still do what you know. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. In the context, it was as the rich young ruler walked away from Jesus and wouldn't receive the challenge. The challenge of selling all that he had and living by faith and following Jesus. Disciple, Jesus said it's hard for rich folk to enter to the kingdom of God, which means to, to do things God's way because they trust in their riches. And they said, well, Lord, who can be saved? They thought he was saying, well, I guess can't, no rich people be saved. And the only reason why they would say that because they was rich. 
Everybody they know they was rich. Otherwise, they would have rejoiced. But when they heard Jesus say that, they said, well, Lord, who can be saved? And Jesus says in the context of that. Now, come on. If it applies in that simple situation, how much more does it, does, does it apply to a situation that God really needs to get involved in? Jesus said unto them, uh, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. This scripture is recorded in each of the synoptic gospels. Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. Each of them have a little bit different twist in it. Mark 19, 26 says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27 says, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. Y'all don't catch that. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. I, I got a question with, who you with? Who you with? With men, it's impossible. If you just with men, then things are impossible. But if you with God, for with God, who you with? <laughs> for with God, all things are possible. Hunt somebody around and say, I'm with God. Whoo, Jesus. Luke 18, 27, Luke's account of this scripture said, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So it's impossible on the natural side, but it's possible on the supernatural side. It's impossible on the human side, but it's possible on the divine side. It's impossible on the human side, but it's, it's possible with, on God's side. So naturally, as, as I tweeted and said earlier, naturally impossible means supernaturally possible. Say that with me. Say naturally impossible means supernaturally possible. Are you believing God to do the unexpected in your life? Bishop Herbert Bailey has declared that this is the year of the supernatural. However, the supernatural comes with preparation. This impactful series prepares you to receive the supernatural. Order today on CD or DVD. You can also get the MP3 download. Just call 1-877-798-LIFE or go online to rightdirection.info. Ask for Preparing for the Supernatural. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.